New way, Robbie Bobby Boucher. Now the crowd say hooray. Robbie got a poop and it's probably not cause you ate. Robbie got a full plate. Rise and shine a new day. Y'all can't tie my shoelace. Not a tie you lose. Robbie got a new place. Got the China phone. Show. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. But not even, but this is going to be edited out. Not who cares what yeah. I say. You know what I mean? For the part that's edited out, this is Will Burkhart. Uh, <laughs> well, man, how's your, how was your flight? Uh, flight was actually easy. Flew, did. Uh, have you, are you familiar with LA at all? Oh yeah. Do you like Burbank versus LAX? Do, do you know that debate and that difference? I don't. I've only been LAX, and the w- one or two times I've been there, it was like super under construction, so I didn't get the full oh, LAX okay. experience. I'm not sure if it's better now. Got it. Um, well, Burbank is like a crazy small airport, and it's it's and just a way better experience. And so I try to fly out of there. And I live near there too, so it's oh like, okay. So cool. I always try to fly out of Burbank if I can, but I. F- it's, you always have to do like a layover, which I don't mind for this long of a trip. So yeah. it was easy, man. Whole it's experience like, was easy. It's like a five-hour flight, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think it was like hour to Phoenix, and then another four from oh, Phoenix. Okay. Phoenix here to Orlando. Oh, you had a four. layover. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. How long was the yeah, layover? Yeah, yeah. Quick hour. Quick? Okay, sick. Yeah, just enough to like get a get a get a sandwich to go, and then hop right back. Yeah, on. Yeah, hop so. right back on. Which weird. I was talking about this with with Anthony, who's uh, who's uh, passed out, who's passed away. Um, <laughs> if you were listening, this is my buddy who's opening for me that's on the couch with no mic so even if he had any input you wouldn't know it um, shout out anthony and, by uh, the way we were talking about this last night about just like like layo like long ass flights do, yeah. do we want a layover do we not and i actually kind of like a layover to like break up the long ass flight you yeah know? but true, it's also right? like more chances for shit to go wrong yeah you know what true, I mean? you which i don't know i don't know if i stand by my opinions anymore <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a fair point uh my last actually time going to la i had a direct flight from here orlando to lax and um, I'm not much of a travelman myself, but I well, also because I don't think that's a phrase. But go ahead. <laughs> well, <laughs> I um, I just not I'm not like I don't know the etiquette of like being on a plane. Okay, so I want to I want to dive into this. Keep going. So there was a uh, I got like the middle seat. I was assigned it. So I thought like okay, you know, there's three seats. Fuck the other people. Like this is my seat. I didn't wait. Know, wait like, fuck who? So there was two, um, not that there's anything wrong with it, but Asian women okay. that like, did not speak English. But they're right. obviously there together. And so I'm sitting in the middle seat separating them. Yes, okay. And like I was drinking before I got on the flight, so I had no idea. Like You're supposed to be like, oh, do you guys want to sit next to each other? Like I'll sit on the aisle or in the window. Got like I just kind of stonewalled them and like, had my headphones on. I was just like, yeah, here, I'll move. You sit where you're supposed to sit and you right. sit where you're supposed to sit. Whoa. And you could tell that they were together. Oh yeah, because they kept like leaning in front and like oh, talking to each other. Yeah, like, over, and like, but I was like, uncomfortably like, I'm a lightweight, so like, I was drinking, <laughs> I was nervous. Okay. I, um, what were you nervous about? Just flying, just like, flying in general. Just okay. a five hour flight. I was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna sure. die. Like, I was just so worried. And then I was going there to meet up with a friend who like, we we're gonna go do something for his like little business thing, and I was like, I don't even want to fucking go to L.A. Like, I don't want to be here yeah so the whole time i'm just having a panic attack on this plane <laughs> and i'm drunk and i took an edible but Jesus, um, man. yeah i was i was going through it um and uh so i'm like i force these asian women apart they're both like on separate parts i'm in the middle like hanging out it's political somehow and yeah no and i'm yeah it was it was a lot well, what, but okay keep going so they're sitting there like leaning forward trying to talk to each other and I'm just like trying to get out of their way because I was like all right let's fire up the Avengers this is when the last Avengers movie came out okay and like I'm sitting there and the part where Tony Stark dies uh-huh spoiler like, alert 
yeah, if you haven't seen it, um, I started like, you know, I cry as you do, like watching the Avengers. Like okay. I'm sitting there drunk and emotional and I'm like yep. sitting there tearing up between these Asian women. And you took an edible. So you're even more in, locked in. Yeah. And like, I'm just sitting there looking at me and like, they're like, what's this fucking guy crying? And they don't speak any English. Sure. So they're just like staring at me. Like I probably gave these women like the weirdest <laughs> flight experience ever. And then when we land, um, <laughs> like not to like sound like an alpha or anything, but like I, I was in the middle. So like as soon as the flight landed, I didn't ask the other lady. I just kind of like went across from her, ripped my bag out of the storage thing, didn't offer to help them with theirs. Like wow, I just took off. Dude. And then like when I was flying, I told my friend like, yeah, I cried in front of these Asian women. He goes, would you at least like help them get their bags down? Or I was like, oh, you're supposed to do that? Like, wow. Shit. So yeah. Wow, dude. Not trying to flex. I felt really bad. Like, there was no flex. No, this is the opposite no, of flex. You're basically really... flexing being a bad traveler. Yeah. That's what you're flexing right now. And I had no idea that that was like not good etiquette or anything. So, okay, let me, let's back up for a second. I have, I have many questions. Yes. So, uh, so you don't really fly that much. I, I take it, right? Not really. Like my, my girl's from Minnesota. So like once a year we go to Minnesota. Okay. But when we do that, like I've just like, because of that experience, I think it scarred me so much. I'll splurge on like getting like good seats in the front of the plane and like being the first one in and off. Sure. Like, uh, priority boarding. Like I'm just like, it's giving me just a lot to deal. I don't want to sit in a fucking spirit airline flight in the sure. middle of two Asian women again, crying. Like sure. I'm trying to do everything sure. to avoid that from now but let me, on. Okay. Let me, so, so I understand that, but if you're in the middle seat with these women who clearly know each other, why didn't you have the awareness to go, Oh, not only can I help them by the, them sitting next to each other, yeah. but then I get a better seat in return. I How was, come you didn't even think about that? So I was too scared that they would find out I was high and drunk and I would get kicked <laughs> off the plane. That's like okay. the honest truth. I was like trying to keep it cool. I was trying to act as sober as possible. Sure. Which is probably you never act more fucked up than when you're trying to be sober. I'm just sitting there like stonewalling, yeah. like just trying to be like too cool. Not too cool, but they get in. I'm like, oh, is this your seat? Like, you know, someone's sitting here and someone's sitting here. Like there's no debate right. on like, and I didn't know that you can move seats either. I didn't know that you could yeah, just Yeah, I forget like, that some people just don't really fly or travel, so they don't know how shit works. Like, I'm so scared about getting arrested on that. And like, I was like, if arrested. I'm not... For what? Fucking, arrested if for... I'm not on my seat, they're going to be like, you're high, we're going to land this fucking... We're going to ground <laughs> this fucking plane and take you to jail. So, like, that's all I was trying to avoid. See, this is... I So, this is the problem, is that is that I like you and you seem like a good dude. I appreciate but that. But you're... It's not going to... That's the only good part. But people like you who are bad at traveling yeah. make me incredibly frustrated No, absolutely. because I fly so much that it's this type of shit where you're like, you don't know how things work. It drives me absolutely crazy. Well, like the one that's killing me lately is the, is people not wearing headphones on flights and just blasting their shit. That's and, fucked up. And, I haven't experienced that. And, and it happens. Uh, it's like almost on every flight I've seen it and it just blows my mind. And I don't think you're one of those guys, but yeah, I, it's no. the people who don't know. It's the people who don't know how the shit works, right? It's the people who don't know, Oh, I should move this or the bag, help them like yeah. normal stuff. And I, I see these people or what drives me nuts is when people in back of you get up when the plane lands and they like cut everyone and get yeah. to the front. That drives me fucking crazy. Like, no dude it's an order it's a line yeah i get uh, really upset but it's probably people in your boat not like yeah. you but in your in your boat that they, they just, just don't know don't how know. it works i've learned but i'm I've like grown. fucking figure it out though <laughs> yeah. like use common sense also yeah. and be like don't cut the line move to the window let these nice women i drink less. You watch you cry from the aisle yeah i drink less now 
especially okay, after that. that's where we landed. Yeah, so I've grown, I've learned from the situation, but I like, think this is a drinking issue, though. I think you're just you just are not very you haven't figured out flying yet, and that's okay. I have now. Okay, I good. have now, and now it's just I splurge more on plane tickets, to which avoid is great. Those if you can afford it, it's fucking great. Splurge, dude. And that was one of the rare times I fly alone. Usually I fly with the lady, and she got it. She keeps me in check. She knows that's the good. She's flying a lot. That's but, great. That's great. Um. No, so the no headphones thing, that's a wild, wild thing. Wild, and wild. You have to kind of speak up and that's, you got to kind of take on the like role of like telling them like, yo, you need to. And I am now. I, Good for you. at first I was not because especially it was, it was the woman who was next to me in the middle who was like just it, treating it like it's a Greyhound bus basically. And I didn't, <laughs> and it's a shit. four hour flight and I'm like, I don't want to say some shit and have this weird, yeah. this weird uh, vibe for four hours with her. You know what I mean? So I just didn't say anything. Was it a movie or music? She was watching Snapchats. Like the same Snapchat over and over, and she Ooh. picked up like three FaceTime calls on Wi-Fi. Wild. That's crazy. Wild. Never That's... seen anything like it. But I, but I, I took from that experience. I was like, I'm not gonna let that happen again. And so I've spoken yeah. up to at least two people since then and been like, Hey, do you have headphones? And I've, I've taken pride and I, like, I almost look at all the other passengers and I'm like, I got it. You, you start bringing extra pair of headphones for like people. Just be like, Hey, I got you here. Or uh, no. no, you're just like, nope. yo, oh no way. In. I'm like helping you out. No, you're be don't be so stupid yeah no, i'm not here to help you yeah yeah no way uh-uh. you got three hours to go lady yeah yeah that's no fucked I'm, up, man. I'm, I'm the guy who speaks up now and i feel really good about it gotcha i feel very proud of myself no absolutely and like you know i'm from florida like are you originally from california or? i grew up in like near san francisco um, oh, okay my girl funny enough is from uh, st pete oh, okay mm-hmm. oh geez how is that going mm-hmm. <laughs> with her yeah she's the best that's Love. like a clash of worlds so. <laughs> maybe that's why we work so well together yeah that's true Honestly. opposites yeah my girl is like from minnesota so cool. like she is complete polar opposite grew up completely different than i grew up because mm. i'm from an hour north of here like okay. the fucking the sticks sure like yeah i i made it out but it's definitely you know there's a lot of not to be political, but there's a lot of what you would expect signage and sure. everything in everybody's yards. And it's like a part of their identity. Right. Which is crazy. But um, yeah, very different from, how I grew from, how I from exact opposite world in Minnesota, like where, you know, she told me about like their gun laws here because like you guys have similar gun laws and everything. And don't worry, I'm not going to make you pick a side. Um, but they have in Minnesota, if someone breaks into your fucking house and you have a gun and they're like standing over your child's bed with a knife, getting ready to just stab the shit out of your child, and you shoot them. You like you can be charged with manslaughter. Yeah. If there is an exit, if you have a way to exit your house and avoid confrontation, like fuck your kids, like you will be charged with manslaughter. And I was like, okay. whoa! If somebody looks at you dirty in Florida, you can just kind of like fucking safety shot right, them like the yeah. knee, and it's totally okay. And like just like how different the cultures are being sure. from the same country but oh yeah san dude, francisco sure, is yeah. like very much on the uh very liberal yeah for very sure. it's, it's pretty much like what i grew up with is a very but like some some parts are though like where i because i didn't grow up in san francisco it was more like the near the like the bay it's called like the bay area you know yeah. and it's it's it can be like fairly conservative a little like but berkeley but or so yeah, well that's like the most liberal yes i grew up near berkeley exactly. oh, okay um my stepdad like went to cal Cool. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I grew up like ten minutes from Berkeley. Okay, cool. Yeah, so very liberal. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I, uh, yeah, living in LA now has been a very easy like transition. Yeah. Like, from How long have you been there? And stuff. I've been in LA for like eight years. Eight years. I think so. I, I went to film school in Chicago, and then right when I was done, I moved right to LA. Okay, right cool. When I was done because I didn't want to be in the Midwest. Like I'm a West Coast guy. Gotcha. So what? Uh, what film school? Unless you, I can bleep it out if you're I don't not sure. It's uh, DePaul. 
okay, cool, cool. I went to, uh, it's kind of embarrassing, but I went to a full sale university. And I know that one. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of film people that come out of that. That's I, actually I knew the that because program. I was looking at film schools and that was the one of them uh, that came up. Yeah. Full sale. Like the saw guy. <laughs> He's from fucking full oh, sale. Random. <laughs> yeah. Where, uh, where's that school again? Is that here? Yeah, it's right here. It's in um, winter Park. It's Orlando. It. It's technically, it's like Got fucking it. 30 minutes away. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. But no, very cool. Do you, so you did like cinematography or you know it was cinema production was the actual like specialty gotcha. and um i'm so glad i did it because it was like it made my college experience very easy and yeah. a lot of hard classes and i was actually learning about things i liked yeah and then i got onto like film sets and started working in like student films and other random things and realizing that like oh i don't want to be in production because yeah. this process is like not fun and it's very You're tedious and like, like a the hours are horrible you not only it's like you have to start at the bottom and it's I did the same thing in stand-up where you're just doing open mics and stuff. And yeah. I'd rather start at the bottom with something like that than in production, like getting coffee and then sitting around for seven hours doing nothing. Yeah. It's just a crazy, just production seems so glamorous, but like it's, it's like glamorous if you're like a big name actor or like the director, it's everyone yeah. else. It's just this, it's a really like, I don't know. It's just not an exciting fun thing. It's like you're, it's, it's like a construction site. It's like yeah. not a fun thing. I don't know. I'm sure it can be. And I was on a lot of like low budget shit, but I don't know. Yeah. Did you move to L.A. for the film life or to pursue comedy? Uh, comedy. Because I, I did it my last year of school. I started doing stand-up. And so at that point, I was like locked in. And so I, I knew I wanted to end up in... I would have honestly lived in L.A. regardless of stand-up. Yeah, true. But it was an easy... Like guys I looked up to kind of at the time were like, oh, L.A. guys. And, and I... I and there's nowhere else I wanted to live. So I was like, oh, yeah. If I want to do stand-up, it's got to just be L.A. So I moved like... Just was such an easy decision. So in film school, did you always know that you're like, you're going to do comedy? Was it in the back of your mind or um, were you? I did it once when I was in high school stand up. And then once when I was in like college when I was like 19. And I, uh, so I was like, kind of wanted to do it, but I was like, I was, I was hesitant to fully commit to it. Yeah. And I was more interested in the acting stuff. Gotcha. And then for whatever reason, my last year of college, I was living alone and I was just kind of had time and started listening to like comedy podcasts. And I was like, shit, maybe I should like really, let me try do another open mic and see how it feels. And then I kept doing a few open mics and then yeah. I kept doing it and I was like got a few laughs and I just kept chasing that and just never and just got addicted to, you, you, yeah, to growth you, it like how what time frame are we talking how many years ago was this uh nine years ago nine years oh okay yeah cool shit yeah dude damn Been so a minute. I feel like we're around the same age are you I'm 30 oh I'm 32 oh shit yeah dude. 93 93 yeah hell yeah no yeah, wonder we vibing right now yeah um but no that's cool so do you, and this isn't like me being a fucking dickhead, but are you like, God damn, I wish I never fucking paid for film school now that I'm doing comedy? Um, or are you still like grateful that you went? No, I'm grateful shit? that I went because I, it's such a great college experience, especially living in Chicago. Yeah. Like we, Chicago joked, rules. We, we joked that basically we were like, we lived in Chicago and went to school sometimes. We just felt yeah. like citizens of Chicago, which I think was really good for me because it made me, I grew up in a very like sheltered, safe area and so it's yeah. nice to like get kind of the opposite and get some culture and it honestly made me grow up into like an actual adult like i feel like i grew up in chicago because i had to like take the train with yeah. adults every day to school so it was like with all the commuters and the businessmen i'm just there with my backpack yeah. at 18 and i'm so glad i had that experience you know did you like did you live in the city or like a suburb outside uh in the city okay yeah, in, like, Shit. Lake, so you got Lakeview. the full you oh, just yeah. culture in, shock in all the, the way city, around like the full 
thing. I would take the train like you know deep to go to the airport, like all see all sorts of random characters, and like yeah. it, was, it was really good for me. I like needed that. Chicago gets a bad rap. Like a lot of it, like people think it's fucking dangerous, like the Chirac thing, Little which Dirt. it is. It's just yeah, not absolutely. all of it. Southside, <laughs> yeah, you know. there's bad parts. Which there's bad parts of everywhere. I'm sure here and, there's some gnarly parts oh, too. Fuck yeah, yeah. It's Pine Hills right outside downtown. Sure. It's Crime Hills. There you it's go. got the most murders per square foot of anywhere in the world. Jesus, yeah. like going against like Afghanistan, like it's like <laughs> crazy. That's wild. Um, I don't fact check me on that, anybody, but um, no, that's that's really cool. So you were in Chicago for four years. Yep, and yep. then you just like boom straight to LA. Or right, did you out. move home. I, I remember. I, I remember. I I had my graduation, and then the next day I flew to Europe to do a Euro trip with my who I have a buddy who lives in Ireland and so oh, we did like yeah. we did like a week and we did like Amsterdam Dublin and like Northern uh-huh. Ireland we were just there for like a week and a half and then I got back to Chicago move and then had like a day or two and moved all of my stuff and then sold a bunch of stuff because I couldn't I wasn't driving to LA yeah. and just flew to LA and just flew home was home for a day and then drove right to LA and so I just went right I was right in it I like didn't waste any time Amsterdam rules it was fun. What a weird fucking place. Yeah, I, w- I feel like I was too young to fully. I feel like I was kind of like almost nervous sometimes because it was like I, I at this age I think I would enjoy it more. And I'm not even yeah. talking like oh the fucking red light district. No, I mean, just no, no, being no. there. It yeah. was like I, I wasn't good enough at like drinking and doing drugs yet that I I didn't get the full enjoyment of <laughs> yeah, it. Like really, I did all of that, but you had I your training wheels. I shouldn't exactly. I was still yeah. kind of a little like shaky with it all. So I think now if I'd gone, I, I think I'd have a much different experience, and I think I'd probably have a better time. Um, and I was like fucking sick the whole time when I was in Europe. My allergies were flaring up, so oh, I was, yeah, I was yeah, sick yeah. like from when I woke up. So it was like the jet lag, a hangover. And I was like, had horrible allergies and it didn't stop until I was like back in Chicago. It fucking sucked. It made me kind of not want to go back to Europe, which and sucks. Did like everybody you were with, were they sick as well? Or no, was it was it allergies. Just, it was allergies. It was just you? Yes. So you were the only guy on the It was, the was just me and him. It was just me and my, me and my buddy. But oh, okay. I was, it was, I was legit felt like shit like the yeah. whole time. The whole time. Anytime I go anywhere outside of Florida, I get hit with allergies. Yeah. And I don't ever, I'm always like, let me get like Zyrtec or something to yeah, like protect myself. And I forget like, yeah, I take, I do like a nose spray whenever I'm here just to, just to make sure. Yeah. This is a way weird climate for you, right? Like from LA. You know what, dude, I've been traveling so much this year that I don't, I've seen it all. I don't really yeah. care. I haven't hit like the winter stuff yet, which I'm sure I will next year. Um, but I'm like, it's dude, it's, it's like fine. I don't even think about yeah. it. I'm so like, I don't even know where I am anymore. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where I'm at, where I'm just, I, I just, I know like the, I, I need my human needs met. Yeah. And after that, I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I don't gotcha. even know. I could be in fucking North Carolina right yeah. now. I have no idea. Yeah. You're in Disney it's World. It's all bro. the same. <laughs> it's you're... all, I don't even know. I'm like, cool. I, I realized I, I judge places just off their weather at this point. I'm like, yeah, how did you fair. like, how did you like Charlotte? I'm like, hotel was cool and the weather was nice. Yeah. You're, that's, I hope, all, that's all I'm at. I hope this experience doesn't give you a negative, uh, like, uh, View of look Orlando? on Orlando, man. What, all the hotel stuff that I. Yeah, you're. You seem to have some hotel drama. I had a lot of. Yeah, last night was very dramatic, but it was kind of. It was kind of my fault in a way. So I was. Uh, it, it was fine. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have. I wish I was staying in a nicer place, which I normally am. Yeah. Um, dude, don't, but don't hate on it, man. You're, it's you're fine, dude, because we're here for only one more night and we're out of <laughs> here. Fucking, you know, it's all good. I've stayed worse places. I'll tell you that much. It seems you got some DoorDash. Got some little DoorDash. Yeah, you guys. I went, I went to a nice well. place for brunch to go because i've realized it's like whenever i cannot because you eat so shitty when you do this and oh, so i try sure. to like like for breakfast i was like i don't want to go to starbucks and get like a like another little sandwich i was like i have to go to like a like the nice place and i went to like the yeah. nice brunch pot and got it to go order but you didn't just chill out and enjoy taking the scenery they were like time oh okay. i'm up it 
eleven thirty. Yeah, and I'm, like, and I'm like, I could go for another two hours. Yeah, what time's your show tonight? Three hours. Uh, difference. Uh, seven. Seven. Okay, and you guys, it's just you guys, so you're probably yeah. gonna be in and out, or how long is? Because I think the last time I went to the improv, it was actually Mark Normand. Oh, cool. And there was only three dudes there, but I think it was only like an hour and a half that we were yeah, there. Yeah, it's always an hour and a half. I mean, yeah. I like having just a two-man show just because it's le- it's just easier and less transitions and just – so Anthony will go up and do like 20, 25, and then I'll yeah. just go up and do the rest. And gotcha. And then we'll get out of there. So in and out. Well, dude, you uh, expecting a good turnout? Yeah, ticket sales are good. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm still growing, so I still have like – you know, this is, again, this is my first tour, so I'm still figuring out – what I can do in each market. Yeah. Um, and so I'm still also figuring out how to sell tickets, you know? Yeah. So it's all, it's all just, this year has been all like one big learning experience. Basically. Gotcha. Have you like, not to bring up, but have you just gone somewhere, some market and you just like, holy shit, this sucks. Like, um, kind of in a way, you don't have to name the market. I don't Cause care. you probably no, want to, you probably want to sell tickets there. Still, no, but. I don't care. I've, cause I have a podcast where I'm, where I'm very open about everything. So I okay. don't, there's nothing. I don't really, I keep it pretty real. Yeah. You're like, um, fuck you, Kansas city. No. Cause it's not even that. It's not even like a fuck you, which by the way, shout out Kansas city. Those ticket sales are great. I'm no, going, Kansas city's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm, that's the next stop. Um, I think it, would, it was like, there was this weird market where well, I did Louisville and I sold like 50 tickets, but I knew that was going to happen because that was, yeah. was, my agent paired that with Nashville and Nashville, that was like, I want to go to Nashville because I know I'll sell tickets there. Yeah. And then she was like, well, because the whole, the whole thing is we talked about this before we started recording is that if you go to a city that's, you just do one stop, they normally pair you with another city to make it more worth your travels. If that oh, makes sense. Right. Yeah. So instead of going all, but here, this is the only trip where I'm just going to Orlando and going right back. I don't have anything else. Damn. Which is the, it's the only one. Um, normally it's like you get two and so Louisville gotcha. was the bonus like oh do that while you're nearby yeah. and so that was like I knew I was going to sell a lot of tickets there so I wasn't like 50 I was like that's actually not bad for I have like you know 15 on my email list in Louisville right yeah so I can, I know kind of generally where I can go and then the second tough one was this was the Cincinnati market I did this place called the Liberty Township uh, Funny Bone and that was like a I think it's a notoriously difficult place to sell tickets yeah and I sold like 60 tickets and I was I thought there'd be more and there wasn't and I was like whatever it was still a really fun show but, yeah absolutely but again it's like you just never really know, and you just every show I'm just gonna do my best, and you just yeah. never you know bigger markets where you know you'll do pretty well. I'll do well yeah. in like the New York, Chicago, that type yeah, of shit. But sometimes it's like never been to Orlando. Let's yeah. see how this goes. You yeah, know? Um, I think it's an up and coming little comedy spot. I mean, when I went and saw some pretty big shows, like I went to a few recently, and uh, it seemed well, like it seemed, but like. A year ago, when I'd go, it'd be kind of a tougher audience. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people are more, like, kind of getting more into comedy here and mm-hmm. understanding it, and not just going and getting like offended. And being sure. Like, the well, fuck? well, I think what I think you're right, and what helps is that I'm at this point. Most of the people who come see me are my fans. Yeah. So they know what to expect. Yeah, they're that's not, true. They're, there's not. I don't know. There's not just a bunch of random people that who have just no idea what's going on. Yeah. There will be. I'm sure there'll be a few. But luckily, yeah. especially on the weekday shows. Or maybe like a Sunday night. If you go out on this type of night, like you're going out to see a sp- certain person, especially yeah. on like a Wednesday, you don't just go out to the club on a Wednesday. Maybe a few people do, but yeah. mostly all those people are my fans, which is great because the shows are really fun. Because yeah, I'm not up there like, it's like the the initial that first minute you have to basically like the audience is going to be like, am I going to trust this guy or not? Like, do I, yeah. do I trust this guy? Right? They're like, who the fuck is this? Exactly. He's not like, but it, when they're your fans, it's more you don't have like, to do, worry about that. you don't have you're, to worry about bombing because like, they love you. You already have, have a, at least like a baseline. Yeah. We're going into this assuming we're going to like, I like this guy enough. Yeah. And then you got to like take him to the next level of like, oh, that was actually great. That's yeah. the whole thing. But when you have a bunch of random people, you have to get to that first baseline of, yeah. no, just trust me that I can, I got this. That's yeah. the whole thing is like, do you got it? 
Because gotcha. that's because audience they want you to be in control. But if you're not, then they feel weird. They're like, bro, yeah. you, we don't trust that you can do this. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. Yeah, so that first few minutes is so important. That's interesting. Yeah, they always say you got to start well and finish well. Yeah. And then you could just like bullshit in the middle, right? <laughs> like, not bullshit in the middle, but if you want to try something new, that's yeah, where you do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You got to start off strong and end strong. But um, no, nah, man, we're happy to have you. I don't speak for everybody in Orlando, but like. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> unfortunately. But no, nah, it seems like you're doing really well. That's really awesome. Because Thanks, like just from the little bit I've looked into, because um, this was like a, a week, no, two weeks, I think. Uh, we scheduled I got mm. in touch with your people but um, no it's cool because you've seemed to take a very grassroots approach to it mm-hmm. and kind of grind it out yourself mm-hmm. which is awesome because like a lot of people get into it kind of either know people and get dropped into places just because of their connections and everything yeah. but it seems like you kind of just like rolled up the sleeves and kind of took it upon yourself yeah. which is good like that's sick yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very like well I appreciate you saying that it's very satisfying to have done it have just started that way because how I basically started was like I was just collecting this like giant email list because I built up the followers yeah but the whole thing is that like just because you have followers that doesn't mean that's going to equate to ticket sales yeah. you don't really know what the conversion is going to be and so I was like in the meantime building it up I was like well let me get all these emails in cities yeah. there's a city and city and email so I knew to a certain point of like, oh, you know, there's a few thousand people on my email list. I'm like, shit, maybe I could actually go tour a little bit. Yeah. So I kind of mapped it out where I picked a few like low investment cities, meaning like, like if it bombs, I won't lose a ton of money. Like I'll do like yeah. San Francisco, LA, San Diego, Denver, Seattle, close places that I can travel to yeah. to see if this works, right? And lucky, luckily enough, the first like week when I put the tickets on sale, shows were like selling out. Yeah, hell yeah. And so I was like, oh, I guess this is going to work to an extent. And then, uh, and then it was all like indie venues too. It was all just like rent, just finding random spots. Cause to get an actual comedy clubs, you need basically an agent to get you. The reason yeah. I'm at the Orlando improv is cause I have an agent who helped me get the, get the show. Gotcha. You know, it's very hard to just cold email a club yeah, and be hey. like, Hey, can I come do your show? It's like really hard to do. Yeah. Um, and so, and so when I think the industry kind of took, went took wind that's not what the expression is they took notice um when i actually started selling tickets they were like oh maybe he is like a guy and so then like one of the big agencies just reached out and they were like hey you know essentially like let's let's take this up to the actual like big leagues essentially and so then i so i did and so now all the shows are great clubs and you know now it's just kind of blew it up and so it's it really is kind of going back to what you're saying it's very satisfying because i i really like built it myself yeah you know and and i didn't I didn't, I'm proud of myself for not waiting around because that's yeah. the thing is you, you just, you do what I'm doing, putting out the clips, building up the following and you're like, well, hopefully one day things will happen. But yeah. I'm like, I don't want to wait. You so can't I just wait. Did my, did the shit myself and it worked out perfectly. So yeah. very, it's very, it's, it was like a really satisfying way to do it. Cause I built it all myself. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, no, that's, that's and really I've never sick. been on a, th- I've never been on a big thing. Yeah. It's just through an online presence that people have fucked with me. So that's, that's awesome. Which is even cooler. So, um, when did you realize that? Like, you're like, oh shit, this is like this is actually fucking like something I can do. Like when you kind of had that like aha moment of like, Oh shit, I can move tickets by my fucking self. Yeah. I don't need that. When it, like, was that a few years ago or more recently? Mm-mm. I mean, bro, it was like literally the day I put my tour on sale. I really? had no idea how it was going to go. Oh shit. So you just like, you took a chance. You can't, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet on myself. I was okay, like, I yeah. think I can do this. Like, cause I did the math of the emails. I'm like, like, all right, well, so I have like, you know, 150 emails and, San Diego. I'm like, oh, that, that's that's a lot of that's like, well, give me like a third of that, and that's like a show. And when so you I was say like, so email list, is it like how did you how did you 
gain that the I just put it on my website. So you just go to my website and you gotcha. put like, you know, I put like, you know, tour coming in 2023. There wasn't a tour. I just was like, tour coming. <laughs> oh, and then they yeah. just fill in their, the city. And I, you know, I had a pretty big following on Instagram and stuff. But I was, so I'll just promote the email. Yeah. Like, Where do you want me to go? And there's some days I'd wake up and it would be, I'd be, it'd be scrolling Damn. through emails. It'd be like, like I wouldn't have time to input them into my, spreadsheet which by the way i'm probably doing more than a lot of other comedians are like have spreadsheets <laughs> probably no, one of the very few comedians with spreadsheets um i got a, I got and, a calendar <laughs> well yeah but you're not full comic though you have like, no, no, you no. Have like a job job you know? yeah no but i mean like um no it's it's good to like organize yourself though i'm very organized I yeah think. um but to answer your question though the, the it was where i knew it was going to work it was then i sold out the san diego show in 24 hours Damn. so it was like 102 tickets in 24 hours yeah and i was like oh it was like not only was it working, it was working to a point where I was like, I, I didn't even think about like adding a show. Yeah. It was crazy. And then I sold out like a Denver club that was like 160 in like a week. And Holy I was shit. Like, huh. Yeah. And You're granted, I had what really helped me in hindsight was that all, all these were on weekends, were on like Saturday nights, Friday nights, because I got to pick the night. But now at my level now, now I'm, I've gotten essentially promoted. Like, are you like a baseball fan at all? Like, do you know it all? Um, a little like, bit. Whatever. But I'll make it easy. Like minor leagues. Like I yeah. was kind of crushing it in the minor leagues. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. then when I get called up to the big leagues, now I'm at the bottom again to where I'm – they're giving me Tuesday gotcha. nights, Wednesday nights, yeah. Thursday nights. And so it's harder to sell tickets now because it's selling tickets on a Wednesday is fucking hard. So yeah. it was an interesting transition going from kind of crushing it with ticket sales because it was Saturday nights in big markets yeah. to then a Wednesday in, in, in fucking Charlotte. Where I'm yeah. like, okay, hopefully I can do the same thing, and it's it's gone well enough. But it's 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 been a crazy learning experience, like no, going through all this. And I have a few weekends on the books, which I'm excited about, and it's gonna keep running it up. No, man, no, that's really cool. Sorry, I keep looking at your screen because like I am too invested. Are you just red zoning it right now? We got red zone games? channel going, yeah, dude. Okay, I'm locked into the conversation though. I'm not that I'm not listening. No, I like no, no, I'm on in the background. No, I've been dozing off too. Looking at that, <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on over here? No, but that's really cool, man. Um. So like, this is your first time in Florida, as you mentioned, or nope, not for stand up. We did, uh, I did Tampa. Well, side splitters. Uh, it was Wesley Chapel, and it was side splitters. Oh, so okay, it was cool. north of Tampa, but I, yeah. I, I, I got a weekend, but it was at a little bit lower club. But it was a, uh, re- it's in a movie theater. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it was, it turned out being very fun. Um, but and it was, that, it was a really your, interesting. Experience. That's your lady's whole hometown, right? Yeah, so she came with. Okay, great. that's cool. So you got to meet the fam and everything? Oh, been we've been together for like three years, so I know everyone. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. This isn't a new Did thing, they all come out? Was that Yeah, her mom came. Yeah. How was, uh-huh. how was that? It's fine. She's seen me before. Okay. Yeah, her so. mom's chill. Her, she was like a younger mom, so she's like, she's not. Yeah, she's, she's not judging. And I also know I'm not super dirty anyways. Yeah. So I don't so really have don't, to worry about it. Yeah, you're not you know. going in on but crazy I think I topics. Florida. I think I didn't. I think I did. Where the fuck else? I think I did more Florida. No, maybe not actually. I guess I have Florida coming up. I thought Jacksonville I did or did do Jacksonville, Orlando's now, Naples, Dania. That's later. No, I guess the Tampa was my first Florida, Florida trip. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm here. I don't know. Damn. How how did how are your parents taking the whole like comedy thing? Are they supportive or? Uh, yeah, they're pumped. They're yeah, pumped. For sure. Fuck yeah. They didn't give you any backlash when you went to film school, and they're like, "What the fuck, dude? Nope. You need to get on set." Nope. I have the best parents. That's sick. Um, man. But it, but it, it's, but it, I say that in, in a very specific way because like my mom was very, she's like a musician. Oh, okay. So she's very much understanding, like be creative, pursue your dreams. Yeah. And then my dad, who's just the best, but he comes from a very more traditional background. He was like, pursue your dreams, but like do it smart. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't be broke. Like do it. Yeah. Like I always had a job all yeah. through stand up until, until I could actually be a comedian. Um, oh, when was, when was this? When did uh, you get to quit the job? Uh, it was during COVID. So it was like, I had to work from home job for like a startup and then they like laid mostly everyone off because of COVID. And then I got unemployment and then I 
that's when I started building this. So that's when I started yeah, posting. Yeah, you're like, fuck you guys. I'll I'll show you. Kind of, yeah. So yeah. I, I took I took all this on. I was getting a bunch of unemployment money, and then I I just kept I just grew the socials to the yeah. point of where I was able to actually start working. I signed a deal with like Snapchat to where I created content for them. Oh shit. AKA just basically putting my stand up clips on their platform, and they were paying me. Damn. So that was paying my rent for like. I mean, close to, I mean, almost a year of doing that. And so that helped me too. So, but it was, and then when the Snapchat thing ended, that's when I started to put the tour together Yeah, and did it. And so after that, then it's been, now I'm chilling. Damn. So that's good for you, man. That's, that's sick. So I'm glad it's been a good run for you so far. It's good to see like, you're from the few minutes I've known you or the 31 minutes exactly. (laughs) Um, No, very genuine dude. So it's cool to see good things happen to good people. I appreciate it, man. That Um, means a lot. No, I'm very, I'm very grateful for everything. I've worked fucking hard for it, but I'm also very like, I don't think luck is a, th- I think there's, everything has a, a little bit of luck. Like you need a little bit, right? I think but you I think have to, you have the... to kind of put the work in and be prepared for when opportunity meets. Yeah. Um, so I, it's, it's weird because sometimes I'm like, I'm so lucky. I'm like, well, I don't know if it's luck. I'm not like lucky. I think there's moments of luck. I think I'm more just, I've, the work has kind of paid off and, yeah. and, and people have gravitated towards it. It's fucking awesome. I think like, I'm not like super religious guy or anything, but I think like, if you are doing the right things and being where you're supposed to be, like the universe kind of opens yeah, itself up totally, dude. or anything like that. So like just shit happens to you. Like, um, like fucking four years ago, like I had like $30 in my bank account mm-hmm. and then I just started like opening myself up to doing different things and like ending up in like, I'm in the car business. Like, cool. And, uh, when COVID popped off, like it was a very lucrative time in the car business like COVID fucking ruled for car guys, like a lot of dudes. But now that I hit that point of like working 80 hours for like five years plus every week, it's just gotten to that point where it's like, okay, I want to work for myself in a way um, and kind of create something to where it's like, it's mine, whether it's a business, whether it's something. So like now, even though I'm working still in the car business, it's like, let me start doing other stuff and just see what fucking happens from it. Sure. Let me start some vanity fucking projects. Let yeah. me, you know, let me take an interest in myself. Yeah, man. But no, for like you and your story and everything like that, like that's dope because a lot of the time people will be like, okay, sweet, I'm going to do this. But then they just fucking play like video games and they're just like I can't doing do an it. open mic. Dude, and then they're like, why haven't I blown up? It's too, man. It's, it's people when people are like doing stand up and they really want to do it, you know, they yeah. really want to do it. Um, and they're lazy. It's, 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 it's an bl- oversaturated it market now. my mind. It's just like you, if you want to do it, like why are you not putting all of your energy into yeah. being successful? I just don't get it. Like you must just not want it then if yeah. you're not going to like, I am like eat, sleep and breathing, like doing like, this is my work. This is like my passion. And yeah. my work. It's like every, everything I'm doing is for that. Everything I'm doing right now is so I can be the most effective version of myself on stage tonight. Gotcha. Right. So everything I'm doing, the amount of sleep I'm getting, the amount of coffee I'm drinking, the amount of weed I smoked last night, like everything yeah. is all like planned out because I care so much about this. You know what I mean? It's people who just are like you got to tailor the weed out. down, huh? You got to like watch how much weed you smoke sometimes because you'll get like panic attack. Just a little, just, no, it's a little foggy the next day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, trying to just go fucking like crazy. A, yeah, but I, I, I've realized it's less about the weed and it's more about because I have to smoke weed on these these trips because it's just there's no way to because it's it, travel can be very like. A lot of I'm very frazzled by the end yeah. of all of it, and it can get really because I'm also doing everything. Yeah, I don't have a, a fucking assistant. Yeah, just coordinating my travel, so I'm doing everything, so it gets really overwhelming. Yeah, and whoever I'm with, it's not like they're gonna do anything clearly. Um, yeah, but <laughs> but um, this guy over but, here. But and so and so oh, I he's have a baseball to, I have player. To basically, like t- I have to essentially like have something to help me like calm down. You know, yeah, and be. But then I've realized that I also have to 
if I get too much sleep, I also get kind of like groggy. So I have to like set an alarm and wake up at a certain kind of hours and shit. Um, so but, I don't know. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. No, that's the whole point of this. But um, <laughs> being being from California, like how old were you when you started smoking? Because that was very much not as taboo over there as it was not over at all. here. That's why I started so early. I think I was like, it's like 14 or something, 14, 15. Damn. Okay. Freshman year. It was like freshman year of high school. Because yeah. I had a lot of buddies who, who liked smoking weed and yeah, it was, it was, again, like near growing up near Berkeley, it was like not a big deal. At all. Yeah, it's not and a big even deal. Even my like, I think my dad was against it, but my mom was just like, she didn't like care. I, I was, I was still hiding it, but when I left to go to college, my mom like found a bunch of weed stuff, and she was like, yeah, just like put it she, back. She's like, who cares? Like, Whatever. Yeah. Like, gonna, who cares? So growing up here, like we had to fucking hide it, or we're gonna get like sent to prison. Which um, I still hit it too. I don't think prison was the thing, but I, I still very much was hiding it. So. My so like my mom had a. Uh, a cleaning lady not to sound privileged but she would always like flush my shit she Damn. would find it and she wouldn't tell my mom but she would flush or she was stealing it she said hopefully she, she was it. stealing yeah she just might have been stealing so it looking back but no she used to like threaten the shit out of me and jesus um she was like very religious she was from panama sure. shout out her name is dina she she actually ruled Shout out um, Dina, except flushing your drugs down. Yeah, she flushed really my rule. weed and like would tell. She wouldn't tell on me for weed, but she would always tell my mom if I had like, like condoms or anything like that. Jesus, and oh, I, very religious. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but I was like, at the same time, I'm like, at least you're being safe. At least you're like not. You know, it could be worse. Mm-hmm. Like, you want me to like have a kid in high school? True. Um, yeah, that's. I'd be. I'd, she should be more on you about the condoms than the weed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like the weed, she just like kept that a secret and was probably. Looking back now, I always like, why did she flush it? She probably stole that shit. Hopefully, she probably was like waiting for me to get more weed. Yeah. Um. But no, nah, I uh, I started smoking when I was like eighteen. I was a pussy, dude. I was like, why is that a pussy? Why are you a pussy? I was afraid. Like I was too scared. Of, that's like, super normal. Weed. I don't think that's being a pussy at all. And I was too. I, the first time I smoked weed was only to impress a girl. Great. That's how you should do. Yeah, I was fucking terrified. And then she like smoked weed, and I just started college. And, uh, you know, we were hanging out and stuff and it was like her and her friends and they were like, Hey, you want to hit it? And I'm like, I didn't fucking know how to smoke. I didn't know like yeah. how to inhale. Like, I know you don't really know. I forget that you like don't know how to even do it. Yeah. And then, so I did it and I just coughed my lungs out and I was like, yeah, I'm high as fuck. I don't think I got high like the first time I either. Got it either. Um, but just because I liked her, the more I hang out with her, I guess I just like developed a weed smoke and then I've just smoked weed ever since. Yeah. Um, but yeah, weed rules. Um, Hot take. Yeah, no, but I don't do anything else. Like I had a slight Adderall binge through college. But sure, I think a lot of people did. As you like, I was prescribed it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But other than that, like that shit was hard to kick though. Like yeah, getting off. Yeah, like whenever I was trying to get off Adderall, it was like, like straight withdrawals. Man, it was yeah. crazy. It's a drug. But it kind of ruled too. Like I got through college with it. So sure. like. Depending on what you want to do in life, like yeah. you know, Adderall might not be the best thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, yeah. College was fucking wild, like because we both kind of went to an art school. Well, you went to DePaul, right? It was very much just a regular school. Yeah, it was in the film program. Yeah. Yeah. So DePaul is just regular university. Pretty, yeah, pretty normal. I think it was like a Catholic school. It was very like normal. Oh, it's Catholic. But again, like you couldn't tell. Are you a good old Catholic? No, but oh, it was okay. like I'm Jewish, so it was a funny. Oh, it was shit. a funny <laughs> juxtaposition. Very, yeah. So I was like, didn't care. It's like I, there was never like a Catholic. There were. I think I had to take one religion class. I think. I think I did. 
I don't know. I didn't take. I didn't have to take a lot of like regular classes, which was so the best part of going to film school. I didn't have to like actually take yeah like legit classes. I was like kind of chilling. You still had to do like general like, education, like yeah. math. Yeah, I did and do, that like bullshit. some of them, but it was pretty. Some of them were like pretty easy. I think the yeah. hardest class I did was like a philosophy class that sucked. And just oh, picturing man. people like having to take multiple of those, I was like, whoa, dude! I'm like going to class and watching Star Wars. Oh fuck like, yeah! You know what I mean? Like that's my college. And so you're like, so you had to write papers on like. Just like, dude, how was Star Wars? I kind you're of like, I, it fucking ruled. I remember, <laughs> I wrote, I remember I wrote it. Yeah, that's the whole page. I think I wrote uh, like a 15-page paper one time. That was the weird part is I think we had a teacher that just that just you had to hit the length requirement. And I don't think he barely even read it. Dude. But I think I read like I think it was the movie Risky Business. I think I wrote like a like a 15-page paper, single-spaced. And now these on risky business motherfuckers have AI to just write papers. Oh, that's on a whole whim. other thing. I'm glad I'm not involved in that. I don't want to even oh, have yeah. that as an option. I'm so. I actually talk about this it, where I think I my gener or our generation is so yeah. the same age is the best generation, um, in a way. And let me explain why is because it, in terms of technology, I think that's yeah. Best. Here's why is because you and I like when did you get your first iPhone? How old were you? Do you think? Or what? Grade I was in high school. High school, right? Yeah, late, yeah, probably late high school. Yeah, like sophomore year. Cool. I got I got like the second or third generation. Sure, not sure. the brick. So here's what's great is that is that we are, had our entire childhoods up to that point with no phones. Yeah, did you ride a bike as a kid? Um, no, because I don't really, I don't, I'm not really good at riding a bike. But because it also but not, you were, not but a bike you, town. But you were outside. I was. That's my point. Is I was outside using yeah. my imagination, using my yeah. brain, playing with friends, like playing sports. Like that was. I'm so grateful for that because now because I didn't have an iPhone until like late high school and then college yeah. we had phones, but. You're not on it like you're on it now. There's not as much shit on it. Yeah. So, so it was like all of college. Like we were like goofing around on Instagram, but it was like we like we just followed each other. That was the whole thing. Yeah. No one even cared. There was no social media to have to worry about or impress or you weren't worried about yourself building to. a following no, or any it, shit. Like it, it didn't you care. didn't even know what that was. There was no, no influencers. We got, our, we got the whole our whole lives to not because the kids now it's like they're from like a young age. They are locked into that shit we're dealing with now. As adults on social media, they're dealing with that stuff as kids, and I'm, I, I, it, it sucks to be at that age because, yeah. and they don't have any control because that's all they know. Yeah, right. It's like that's just that's the, what reality is. But we had to experience this whole other world where you had to like log on to AOL or, or yeah. use your mom's computer to like play a video game, you know. And I'm so grateful for that. I just feel like we're so better off for that. So my nephew, he's in like the first or second grade, and uh, are the Vikings still up? Oh, okay. I, I actually didn't, I looked at my phone. Uh, they're up, yeah. Okay, cool. No, I'm a Vikings fan. Oh, but um, no, my my nephew, he's in like the first or second grade. I should probably know, but he did like the his first day of school. They have like what you want to be when you grow up, mm-hmm. and his was normal. His was like a fucking firefighter or whatever. And but there was somebody in like the back that it said like uh, TikToker. Or oh something. yeah, for sure. And I'm like, dude, that's yeah. your aspiration in life. Yeah. Like that's fucking scary. Like I. Would, but it's like I get it. Like that's all they know. That's their. That's a job to them, and it, yeah. it kind of is. It is it, to us that that's wild. Yeah, no. But that's like, yeah, that's it, how this world is now. You grow up just wanting attention, and it's funny as we're doing this on a podcast, like shaming people for wanting you know, attention. Like my, my whole thing is wanting but, attention, yeah. my whole career path. But um, no, but it's just scary that kind of mindset to grow up and be like, fuck, like I I just want to have followers and everything like that. It's fucking scary. Like when I grew up, I was like, I want to be in the NFL. And then I was humbled because I stopped growing at 5'10". And then I realized sure. everyone else was stronger and faster than me. Yeah. Um, I actually played high school football with a guy that was in the NFL forever named oh, nice. Danny Trevathan. And, I think I've heard that name. Um, he, was with, he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos when oh, Peyton sick. Manning was there. That's awesome, dude. And then last year, I think, was his last year with the Bears. 
Um, he was on the Bears for a couple of years, a linebacker. Sweet. Uh, but every year in high school, he just reminded me that I'll never reach my dream because he just like Eve just ate my lunch, dude. He would fuck me up, like dude. Sports dreams are no joke. Like, yeah, you kind of you get humbled quickly for sure. I mean, to yeah. make it as an actual professional athlete, I mean, it's like you have a zero percent chance. It's so hard, but yeah, it's like a one point zero 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 percent chance. Um, but no, it just like that was kind of like my thing. I was like, I played football early on. I was like, obviously I'm going to be in the NFL. Like that's, <laughs> obviously. The, that's the most likely outcome great. for you me. You should be like, yeah, give it a shot. But Go then, ahead. But then genetics kick in. Yeah. And then there's people who are much more blessed yeah. genetically that it's just like, yeah, I'll never do yeah. this. I better fucking learn. Like but I should then again, pay bro, attention to school. But then again, it's Muggsy Bogues can be on like the dream team. Yeah, that's true. And like Julian Edelman, if you have yeah. heart. I didn't have the heart, though. <laughs> and that's a part of it. And that's a yeah. huge part of it. And that's yeah. also a thing with stand-up, too. Some people just don't have the heart for for the lows. Yeah. No, absolutely. Did you play sports? Not really. More for fun. Not in school. I wasn't big enough. I was really small. Gotcha. I played, uh, I played uh, Frisbee. We had an okay. ultimate Frisbee club. Yeah. I played that. We did like state tournaments and stuff in yeah. high school. So I did that. But that was uh, everything else was like basketball I love. But it was very casual. Never on an actual team or anything like basketball that. Basketball in California has got to be competitive as fuck though i think it is yeah it's a big basketball it. state mm -hmm. yeah i was but, pretty removed from it though yeah. we don't we're, my town's not a big our my town's known for like water polo <laughs> oh hell yeah <laughs> that was no, our thing yeah we don't have like in florida you don't have like hockey you don't have like water polo sure. you, we don't even we don't have hockey either we don't have oh, lacrosse really? here wow yeah like, why i wonder why i have no idea yeah lacrosse is big for us yeah so like whenever people were talking about like lax and la i was like what the fuck is lacrosse mm. and then like I remember seeing like collegiate lacrosse on TV and it was like, what the fuck is this? Wow. Lacrosse oh. is kind of sick. Actually, if you watch it, you're like, this, this is a cool sport. It's hockey fun. and lacrosse. I have no idea the rules. Like till this day, I don't understand. You, don't really the need to, you just score it. You just you throw know, it in the net. I don't know the big thing either. Hockey, hockey is fun to go to a hockey game, but I don't really know what's happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, we're kind of, we're kind of blessed here in Florida because all year it doesn't snow. I mean, it, where you're from, it doesn't really snow. Not really. It's, it's probably snowed like five times. Yeah. So here it's like our sports are just year long and everything. And then in the summer um, in high school, there was a big thing where for like football practice, like kids were dying. They were like overheating yep. and just like fucking falling down. That's and horrible. Passing away. It's horrible. So our coaches and stuff weren't allowed to punish us like after practice. If you like fucked up, you didn't have to like, mm. they weren't legally allowed to do it. Wow. Yeah. But the loophole around it was they called it like a OSI an opportunity for self-improvement. They're huh. like, Oh, he's not, we're not punishing him. He's just improving him, himself and his character right now. Like based the movie holes. Okay. You know, yeah. Digging for character. Even sure. though they were like looking for something or whatever. I'll take that OSI shit over running laps. Yeah. No, it was running laps. Oh, I no, they just, they, it was their legal loophole. Like, yeah, oh, they're going to fucking the, punish oh, the shit I out of you. I thought that's why they didn't have to No, do fuck oh, no. Jesus, dude. No, but, um, yeah, man, uh, we're pretty much running on the hour, man, but cool, I appreciate man. the chit chat and dude, you're yeah, super man. cool, dude. Thanks, super man. to have you in the state and, uh, hope your show fucking rocks. Tonight, I man. appreciate it, dude. It's great to meet you. Thanks for coming to the, the hotel room. This yeah, is dude. not as creepy as it seems on paper. No, and, honestly, uh, I had those like nerves of like, 
you know, of like, God, I got to go meet two men in a hotel room. <laughs> I feel like, and I've made this joke before, but it's like, it must be the same like feeling that dudes on Grinder have when they're going to meet up with other bros and they're just like, bros, yeah. They're dipping their foot in the water on God. the experience. I was like, I, feel like I was nervous in the lobby. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> I got to meet boys. That's really funny. I feel like that's what they, I feel like the guys on Grinder do it for that, though. Yeah. They, no, they like the rush. They love the nerves. Yeah. It's the excitement. But, dude, great to have you, man. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, dude.